Last time on Crudely Drawn Swords. You can feel cool, dry air around you and you slowly realise that you are actually back in your body. <gasps> Water! Mortar! You're awake! You're awake! Amazing! This is so great! Yes, the, the, the tide of light happened. I saw it happen. No! I fuck think... that! I've just been in hell for like 500 years! Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- sure you have. Sure you have. They look rough. Where have you brought us, Nigma? Home? Tristan, my friend, are you alright? Tristan thinks he's been in hell for 500 years. I want to try and use the music of the universe to revivify myself and Percy back to our former selves. I want to see if I can do some form manipulation using my... uh... Oh, yes! He's a magical mofo! All the dust settles, there's just me and Percy striking a perfect pose, every muscle bursting. Every muscle has a muscle on it, and we're just bronze and dripping with oil and sweat, and we're naked in the middle, and we're like, we're back, baby! And we rip the very last shreds of our clothes off. You haven't regained any hit points. That's fine. But you do actually uh, look marvellous now. Oh, that's That's what really counts. That's what really counts. So this is the tomb of Alana Savista, right? That's where yeah. we went to do the the ritual. So is the big hole, the big well thing there? Isn't that Kellogg's worm body hole? You hear a tapping sound from below. Wait, who's down the pit? I want to know. Rombard Granbull appears on like a little winch thing, just zooms up it like on a carved spring-loaded windlass. Oh, nice. It's you. What, what, what was down that hole, then? If the dragons in the foundations of the world were to awake, our tales say the world itself would collapse around them. Which is a bad side effect. It is. But good news is that Ram Kelek is not awake. How do you know this? Because I descended to the chamber and saw the remains of his body. Something had consumed him, had eaten his very heart. A little over two weeks ago, there was an earthquake in this area that struck from the deep earth. Are you able to uh, help us get to the chamber so we can have a look around ourselves? I could endeavour to assist you, yes. Horn's face peer over the uh, side and he looks down boo! and uh, he's like oh right you're feeling better are you oh. I'm glad to see it Master Cleft the Inquisition's here to see you the Inquisition yes that's a surprise tell him I'll be right up let's go down the hole let's go down the hole now <laughs> down the hole let's go down the hole um, actually uh, yeah, we've decided to, um, to take you up on that offer of uh, going to see the the chamber so why don't in no time like the present let's go now Robert says oh, weren't you going to get some broth uh, well you can t- we'll put it in a flask <laughs> <laughs> it travels well the, uh, the, the broth in fact 
I, I, I assume the, the, there's a place that we can just stop on the way down. We'll, we'll just have it then. <laughs> we'll find a platform or something. Rumbo says, very well. Let us go then. Um, in, incidentally, how did you... It, is there a, a part of this um, th this shaft that links into your own tunnels? Yes, of course. It is a holy site for our people. So you, you can access this from further down? Yes, we can. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's get going, and we'll uh, we'll stop off, have a little look at the tunnels, maybe have some broth at that point, um, and uh, we'll be down there in the jiffy. <laughs> All right. So, Rumbaz clips the rope around using this kind of ornate metal clip, and then attaches a little carabiner type thing. Just starts abseiling down into the darkness. Who goes next? I will. Mostly, I'm interested in. Who's going to be above and below the naked people? I'm definitely um, going next. Just <laughs> <laughs> and not looking up. <laughs> no, don't look up. Okay, so an enigma, this is very easy for you. You don't need to think about it twice. Yep, looking down the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to look where you're going. Adam, how's your abseiling? Uh, was there not a, a ladder of some kind? There was a ladder up, but everyone's going down. Yeah, ladders on you'll go one way. Oh, wait, I see what you mean. <laughs> what, so someone had thrown a ladder down into the... So you're on a level below, like a story below ground level. Yeah. And at ground level to this point, there is a rope ladder. Oh, okay. But from this point down into the seemingly bottomless pit, there is just Rambaz Gramble's rope. <laughs> There's more bottoms in it now. <laughs> uh, okay. I, you, you don't even have to follow them. Just because these goons are diving into a pit, you could hang out and meet the Inquisition. Uh, okay, I'm going to give Percy my new move, Cold Stare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's actually a very warm... That's really bad. <laughs> Incredible, you rolled a three. I hope it doesn't do a hit point of damage. <laughs> well, it, I've only just discovered it. <laughs> you give him a warm, um, inviting look. <laughs> yeah. Hey there. He goes in for a kiss. <laughs> Who's after Enigma on this descent? Well, two things I was going to do. Basically, I want to try and see if I can fly now, or at least float my <laughs> way down. I can fly and make breakfast. Yeah. He was like, that's if... the best superhero ever. Yeah, I want to see if I can kind of glide down, but I was also going to take an ember of fire uh, from the fire for breakfast and set the rope ladder on fire, so... You know, it makes it harder for them to follow because their ladder's on fire. Well, the fire is up at the top. You'd have to go and get it. I mean, could I not start a fire maybe on the rope? Don't know. Don't know how it works. I, if you wanted to sit around and spend some time with your flint and tinder, sure. Yeah, sure. So I just want to try and see if I can at least descend slowly. I want to see if i got flying powers now, but I don't know how much I'm going to be allowed. Just do it. Jump. Learn like the birds do. Are you going to start by abseiling and then try and control your speed. I was going to try and lift myself off the edge of the platform and go across and then float, just drop down. I'm going to try and, it's effectively like playing a song slower. I'm going to play one of my new, my, I'm going to look inside myself for my, my notes and my rhythms and I'm going to try and just slow the the descent side down. My, I basically play my feet slowly so I just slowly <laughs> like let's see how much I could do this. I mean, the thing is expressed as a percentage you might be able to do something like 
slow your acceleration considerably, but you won't be able to reduce your terminal velocity. And that does matter once you go over any distance, because you will still reach terminal velocity, you'll just reach it slower. I mean, that still seems pretty useful. I mean, I've got, oh, yeah, I've got to start practicing. Yes. If I go down alongside the rope, at least I can grab the rope if it feels like it's going tits up. I've got to start pushing this stuff to see what I can actually do with my magic. Yeah, I, that's a good idea. I, I just want you to remember how many hit points you have. Oh, yeah, it's one. Yeah, but I'm by the rope. I'm, okay, what I'll do is I'll grab... You get a rope burn and you die, is what he's saying. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to wrap some cloth around my hands and hold on to the rope and see if I can slowly... Like, I'm just using the rope to steady myself as I slowly float downwards. Okay, cool. Yeah, do it on dexterity. Oh, he's lucky he's holding on to that rope. An intermediate success. He's not learnt as much as he thought he had in hell. Tristan descends more slowly than he expects. At, at first, he descends quite quickly, but once he reaches Enigma, he's descending a lot more slowly. <laughs> Enigma, you've got kind of like a naked, oily man uh, sitting on your nose. And you're going to break on the, on the rope. I'm scuttling down this rope much faster. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got my, my uh, ranger abilities and I'm using them to the full right now. But because my legs are, because I'm just kind of floating down, it's like I've almost sat on your head. So you've got my legs either side of your head and you can definitely feel like... Oh, I was like... just imagining his buttocks spread on my head. I yeah. was like, his uh, anus is, got... is touching my parting. You've got splayed buttocks <laughs> and two very soft um, <laughs> sensory... Too much detail, thing. too much detail. Yeah. <laughs> Touching your forehead and let's just say... How is the toilet paper situation in this world? <laughs> I'll have um... you know I'm very clean. <laughs> That's canon. That's the one thing he really learnt with the, Tristan uh, has a very clean buttock yeah. left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is canon, for sure. So who's next down the pit? The pit of horrors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to sort of wander back to the, the bottom of the, the rope ladder and just sort of call yeah. up to uh, Aquarius. Like, uh, Can you just ask them what it's about? He says, yes, of course. Uh, also, tell them that, uh, that I just need to get dressed, so if you could pass my armour down, then uh, <laughs> that would be useful. He comes back, he says, They say they've been called to honour the ancient compact. Wh which one? What does that mean? They have orders from the very highest authority to assist you. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah, pass my equipment down. Um, and tell them that I'll, I'll just be a jiffy, and then we'll, we'll get back to them. There's something that we need to check out first. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so you get your armour and your robes and tabard passed down. I'm sure this won't take very long. Percy starts dressing. Uh, do you want to explain what's going on, Percy? Like, who are these people? Um, do you know what? I'm not even really sure, but... Uh... You know, if if they do decide they want to scupper our plans, then um, I'd rather check this out first. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, I'll, I'll climb down the ladder then. <laughs> Conceivably, I mean, they're here to or they're here to help us, but uh, who knows? There's two things it could be. I mean, the ancient compact that we forged uh, whilst uh, we were doing our thing just before the the tide of light. They could be sort of assisting in bringing that about, and that would be great. Or, alternatively, they could be pissed off that uh, I um, 
stole all of the uh, books on sort of forbidden rituals from beneath the uh, the main temple uh, and used them to punch a hole into the uh, the realm of the dead, um, and then meddled in uh, in things around about the time of night. So, I think we'll hedge our bets uh, and go and check out what this uh, dead dragon guy is doing first, and then then maybe see what we can get out of it after that. I mean, that's a lot that you've just thrown at me. <laughs> but you've not led us wrong so far, so let's go with your plan. And I'll start going down the pit. Yeah, I mean... Oh, oh, oh there's more. Uh, there is a big fiery dragon that is... Like, start sliding down the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it was just on the point of where I've led people wrong, but um, I'll be with you in a second. I was in hell for 500 years. <laughs> I've been dead at least once. This this world is on fire. <laughs> I've got a good feeling about this one, though. <laughs> Welcome to the great cat. Also, don't forget Percy is butt naked as well. Let's not forget this. Percy's just got his clothes. He's just got them to... Oh. So Percy's putting on his armour while you're having this conversation. You're the only one naked now, so you look silly. <laughs> Wait, does Percy have like an armoured codpiece? Because if he doesn't, he's got all this big, tough guy armour with a big, big hanging <laughs> element of surprise. <laughs> this is my element of surprise. <laughs> I mean, I like to think I, I don't sort of go around rocking quite an obvious weak spot like that when I am armoured up, so... Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but that's going to be hella uncomfortable. Just cold metal on skin. I know, and... but like, when you think about regions of the body you might want to protect. Yeah. That is why. You know, that is it's one. not going to be like, what's this for? Don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Also, along with Percy's armour, it's like a set of clothing. There's like his arming jack and stuff that he wears underneath it. So it's not like... Perfect it's climbing equipment. only steel. <laughs> So yeah, Percy is descending. He's much heavier than everyone else, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the idea that Enigma's super good at this. Everyone else ends up basically sitting on Enigma and she descends. No no one's allowed to fall on Tristan because that pretty much his butt is going to just keep going closer and closer. I'm going to end up disappearing into his asshole at some point, just under pressure. That is not a good way to go. But the trouble is that everyone above... It's like Tristan's making his <laughs> really oily, so it's incredibly slippery for anyone descending <laughs> after him. The nice thing is that Percy is also oily, but that's good for the armour, I guess. So uh, there's like a little platform off to one side. This kind of stone, cons- like steel platform, actually, that stands out almost like a bridge across it. And... Rambaz reaches that and steps aside and so you're all able to carefully step down onto this. It's not very wide and it doesn't have any handrails so the pit actually descends far beyond it but on one end of that it leads off into a corridor and on the other it leads to a stairway carved into the rock that goes down and spirals slowly down and already the light above you is like a little coin of light. It's like looking up at one of the moons, which, funnily enough, was also <laughs> <in> really <Rizik> clever. <laughs> Very clever. I was thinking that. And so you're already fairly well down. It's quite dark. And Rambaz quickly does this little twist on the rope and then flicks it 
and a moment later it drops down. No, you've doomed us all! (laughs) Should we take a few moments to maybe have a little rest by here? Maybe get a few hit points. We've got almost as many hit points between us as one person currently. (laughs) I mean... I mean, speak for yourselves. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. There was a time when I used to request an AoE heal, but I don't remember if that got vetoed or not. I think it did, in fact, get vetoed. Come on, but now's the perfect time. I've spent years honing my craft. Maybe I've uh, blagged an AoE heal at this point. I was level 10 once. As we rest, I'm going to use Truth and Consequences to examine the strands of possible futures. And the events that I'm going to look at is um, our future meeting with the Inquisitors. Okay. Do we have a roll there? We do. An intermediate success. Uh, It is a nine. So it's uh, on a ten plus name three people, groups or social institutions. On a seven plus only two. Okay. Well, so be it. I will name yeah that group of Inquisitors at the top, really. Yeah. And our travelling companions that are staying with them. No, and also the dwarves. Let's go for that. Okay, so as things go, there's a small group. It is actually two knights and a smith enchanter who await you at the top. So the event is your meeting with them. Yeah. The consequence of your meeting with them for them is that they have been instructed to follow your order. Okay. They have been sent directly by the Iron Church on Merope's instructions, effectively. Hmm, okay. I probably should have done this before <laughs> we ran from them. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight. In hindsight. But, uh... Nice try, suckers! No one helps me and my friends. Usually people following us are trying to kill us or tell us off. So, on a balance of probability. Yeah. Uh, it's fair to say this is a surprising twist in the tale that they're here to help us. <laughs> You've got actual friends for once. They've got ice creams for us and everything. <laughs> <laughs> They've got um, ice creams, clothes, new fresh oil for our bodies. Are you sure you don't want this? It's dripping. It's on my head. <laughs> Run! <laughs> they had a massive breakfast in their backpacks. We're like, get out of here. They're coming for us. We heard they really liked breakfast, though. Where do we go wrong? Sausage threat. Sausage to meat. (laughs) (laughs) And so, as for the dwarves, you're meeting with them maybe kind of not hugely relevant to the dwarves if you're already working with Rumbaz on this journey here because this will be complete by the time you come back. Although... It may be that there are ways for them to cooperate. Okay. If you bring them together, there will be opportunities for cooperation between the dwarves and the church. Okay, I will relay that to the others. I think those guys at the top are actually here to help us, um, but uh, we're halfway down the hole now, so uh, let's get to the bottom. I mean, I, I was going to say I could always try flying up and talking to them, but... Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if what I think is correct and they're here to follow our orders, then, I mean, what are we going to do? Talk to them and order them to stay up there whilst we look at the bottom of the hole? I mean... <laughs> they could go and get us some more clothes, or... You know. <laughs> do you want my coat? Would that help? <laughs> Just... <gasps> I would look badass in that coat with this all hanging out, believe me. Oh, <laughs> I could do a sexy strip tease at a train station for a loved one. 
Like I've taken the journey up in a, <laughs> you know, or nothing. Just you know, nothing underneath, and no. <laughs> it's up to you, Adam. Really, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with my uh, I'm with not, my physical form. And currently, and I think, is you know, Enigma gets a kick head. out of it. Yeah, I think Enigma Enigma gets gets her jollies. And if someone could put a nappy on him or something, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> at, at this point, you've found like a little space at the top of this long stairway. And you've stopped for a bit of a rest. Yeah, but it still feels like I've got his ring piece on my head. You know, it's it's that it's like a little <laughs> yeah. ghost feeling. That's, it's not gonna leave. I'm stuck with that for life. <laughs> that's because I'm sort of I'm sort of we're a bit close together, so I'm sort of scooched up to a nick, but I'm, but I'm deliberately kind of moving my posterior in her direction. Put the coat on. And I look across and give Adam a wink, a knowing wink, as if I've I've drawn him into this hell. Like, huh? Huh? He knows. This guy knows. That's what we do in this world. Butts on heads. <laughs> Adam's learning a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, mate camp, if you get at least a few hours uninterrupted sleep, you heal damage equal to half your max HP. You see, I'm not going to sleep again. <laughs> Never going to sleep again. <laughs> So, wait, should we, should we get to the bottom of this hole first? And then... I, I think the plan was to rest here in case. Okay. Oh, no, he's talking <laughs> about the Tristan situation. <laughs> <laughs> Both myself and Tristan were on one hit point, so we're probably best off doing it before we get to the... Okay, but well, we, we can't really make camp on this ledge. Like... Yeah, that's true. Well, no, you've got like an open area at the top of the stairway. There's like an open space before the steps begin, this long spiral. Okay. So there is a place here to make camp. I realised recently that basically what I'm kind of going for is the Loki approach to things. As I was watching Loki, bad side things are fine. I kind of want Tristan to become a bit of like a dee-dee-dee-da-da illusionist. <laughs> so I kind of want to be able to form myself some clothes. Like I say, powerful magician that only uses it for things that are slightly beneficial to him. Like, <laughs> I am the most powerful. Oh, I've just got to summon a brush, a tooth summon so I can brush tooth, my so teeth. Brush my brushes. <laughs> Summon a tooth so I can brush my teeth. <laughs> oh, this is so stupid. Why did I form summon another tooth to brush my teeth with? That's never been a thing. Or summon an extra layer of teeth so you can push those teeth out and have the new ones like sharks do. Sharks never have to deal with their teeth. They don't have to brush their teeth oh, at all. Yeah. They just, like, get some new that's teeth. That's true, that's true. Okay, but that would yeah. be horrifying if Tristan just had layers and layers of teeth. The beauty of being an illusionist is you can just, like... Cast an illusion over the top of your teeth to make them look nice. clean whilst they rot. <laughs> yeah, basically. In a few years' time, I'm a shriveled, dirty, rotting old man covered in piss, but I look like the most buff Adonis. And if the illusion ever breaks, heaven help me. So, you get your rest. Half your total hits, is it? Half your total hits. 16. Not a lot. I've got it written down as 13, so I'm just going to call it 13. So, the Hawks are resting on this platform you've had a couple of hours sleep which you did need actually we were getting cranky you were getting cranky and you're back off adam your legs touching me get off <laughs> it's also like you've been in weird times you haven't had much rest in a few days enigma and adam been years for me and although you've technically your bodies have been lying static You've also, like, it's not really been restful because your selves have been off in the past. So 
this is this is kind of necessary and you feel more refreshed than you might expect and as you awaken on this like platform who's got a light who's lighting your way are you still using the evidence oh yeah was it you who had that tristan i feel like it was but also i don't need it now because i can make my own shadow or something i can't remember you can see through shadow which means the dark doesn't mean much to you yeah, I reckon I just step into Shadow now. I'm tempted to just huzz that down. You know, Percy, look. You know mm-hmm. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out the evidence bag and I'm like, Percy, you know, I think it's time we let Enigma off the hook for this one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go to open the evidence bag, but I'm hesitant because I don't know just how Percy's gonna handle this. So he's not looking like he's gonna like it. I'm like, Percy, come on. We've been through so much now. We've been to the land of the dead. Hang on a second. What is it you're proposing to do? I'm proposing... Okay, uh, maybe I've bigged it up. I was just going to open the bag, to be honest with you. So, (laughs) at the moment, let's just worry about that stage. I don't don't think you should do that. That's the first step down the road to temptation. (laughs) That's the thing. Maybe I'm going to use this to try and get Percy to find his way back to the light using (gasps) an actual light. Hmm. Yeah, like I don't know. I was just going to drop it down the pit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what were you going to drop? You were going to drop the everlasting candle down the, down the pit. Look, Percy, I'll be honest, I don't really know what I was thinking. I've had a few beers and now I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of lost as to what my plan was. I was going to just kind of... Let's just leave it in there then, shall we? Take the candle out and use it. I mean, the, the problem that I've got with that plan is it's a candle. So you're just going to lob a fire source down into a yeah. room that we're descending into. We don't know what's in it. I mean, we can at least pick it up when we get down there, to be fair. What if it just turns this whole pipe into a big chimney and we get it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it doesn't seem to produce heat, it just seems to produce light. I was yeah. just kind no, of really? curious, A, to how far the tunnel dropped, and B, just to kind of, let's get this whole kind of preachy kind of, let's let let's just get rid of it. Let's just start a new, let's start afresh here. All bets are off. You know, let's just, we've got a purpose. Let's just, let's just do it. I don't even know. I think I had an... I'll just carry on. Anyway, yes, so the, the other three of you can't really see. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we could just try and hold it or attach it to you somehow, and then we'd have okay, a light source where say, we need it. Okay, I guess I was just saying, let's use it and forget its evidence. Let's just use it. I think that um, given that there is a, a group of priests above the pit uh, that seem to have been ordained by the goddesses to help us we can probably boil the candle at this point <laughs> so, you know what that's a compromise we, we're, we're on the right path <laughs> okay so with your candle bright lighting up the grey stone walls you start descending this spiral stair it's like cut into the rock but there are windows out onto the pit on the inside it just spirals round the outside of the pit it's really hard to judge how far you're descending, but it's probably a day of wow, steady see? descent, deep, That's deep why into I wanted the to drop earth. The After a while, you start to go from the cave cool. It starts to feel warmer. There's a little bit of heat in the air, and then you come down to the bottom, and Rumbaz says, "This is it." There's like a stone door here and she pulls it aside and 
it opens onto a huge space. Your candle doesn't reach anywhere into it. But there is a vague glow around the room. It's hard to find a source. And it reveals a huge low shape ahead of you. Almost like a small hill or something. It's not far off the size of Keltepe. It's not far off the size of the like hill that the temple is on. And you can see the silhouette of ribs. Also, at this point, you can smell that there's a dead body here. Let's have a investigate of the room. Let's have a little look around it. Yeah, sure. So this this is a huge cavern. Bigger than it seems like a cave should be able to be. Bigger than a cathedral. And as you seek around in it, if we roll discern realities, you have hit a ten. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to know? Uh, what happened here recently? So, as you approach this body, you can see as you get closer... Your light's never bright enough to light up the whole thing, but you can see huge scales and claws, and you can see that this was a vast dragon, far bigger than the drake. You can see that there are claw marks along its body, and that its chest has been torn open, and its ribcage is split, and the heart has gone. Hmm. Uh, what here is not what it appears to be. You can hear skittering creatures. Like you see what almost look like big rats skittering away from your light. Sometimes as you cast the light around you see little glowing eyes. Low ground hugging animals and you realise at some point you find a body of one that appears to be torn up by others and it appears to be a kobold but it has turned it appears to be a kobold that has reverted to a kind of bestial state okay and what here is useful or valuable to me as you search around on one side of the room you find like concealed at the side of the wall almost a doorway but smaller really like a little almost like a cupboard and you're able to just pull this door open and within it you find a pack of wolves like a backpack Mm, okay and you find a rolled up gray fur coat that is very old and sort of almost falls apart as you draw it out inside the backpack you find Kellek's journal Mm-hmm. And the coat you recognise as the one Kellek always wore. Mm. D28 in the big dark cave. <laughs> ah, Kellek, I'm still a dragon. How do dragons <laughs> hold a pencil? Yeah, good question. This is Kellek's journal from before he was draconified. D28, still not a dragon. Oh no, it's going to be like, ugh, these jerks are with us again. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate them so much. They're, they're cool, but they hang out with some weird ghosts who are a nightmare. <laughs> so, Percy, as Percy's retelling all his new information, like, what actually happened with the whole Kellick thing then? So you said he 
he turned into a dragon, or was he a dragon that was in human form all along? Was this? No. I guess the journal will tell you that. To be fair, it's um, it's been a while, so you'll have to <laughs> forgive me yeah. the details. But I think what so we were going to well, we were going here, uh, weren't we? Essentially, um, to so that a, a a combined ritual that was supposed to tie up with various other rituals happening um, around the uh, yeah. around the great cat. Uh, was supposed to kick off um, something called the what we know as the the tide of light, um, and when it did kick off, um, then there was a tremendous release of of power, and so at that point, Kellick needed to almost sort of try to grab hold of the power in order to, uh, well, not let it just disappear sort of errantly all over the place, um, which he did, and he anchored it. Do you mean anchored it into himself? I think ultimately he used himself as an anchor for it in in some way, um, and that seems to have transformed him uh, into a drake, and he's burrowed down here, and, and that's that. But the, I mean, the, the dwarves seem to be suggesting that there's a number of these dragons. So, I mean, perhaps that was a feature of the I mean, the ritual that was happening. If they all had an earth shaper, although I wasn't Kellick the last one. He's the last land wielder. Yeah. There were five land wielders because there were land wielders with other groups. And there's five dragons. Uh, okay, so. Kelek contacted them through the mirror. Yeah, that's true. After you told him what he needed to do. So it may have been um, a, a feature of this that a, a certain number of land wielders were always expecting to have to grab hold of this power, and maybe they became these dragons. If there's five of them, then perhaps it's, it's true that there's five dragons. Maybe I misunderstood standing something, but Merope said it was about sort of uh, making a sort of pact with with the kind of the way that the world works, and so mm-hmm. in order to yeah like make you know the the world work as it is, it needed to be anchored in the land as well as the sky, and to push out the the chaos that was threatening everything. That sounds feasible. And so, do you think whoever's did this is trying to steal that power? Um, I, I suppose that where it leads us to is either that uh, the, the obvious theory is that the the Drake, um, like Bambri transformed, has done this because he has become aware that these yeah. are sources of ultimate power, and so he has tried to sort of consume it and, and take it on himself. I'd say for the record, so we're all on the same page, we're pretty sure that's 100% what's happened in this situation, just to get you up to speed there, Adam. Hmm. He's after all the power. Mm. Well, alternatively, if uh, a Banbury or another entity has stumbled onto the fact that everything that was happening from the Tide of Light uh, needed to be anchored by these great drakes, then that could be undone by destroying the great drakes, I mean, it, it may be that they've got an inkling as to the the compact that that we have made, um, and that they see destroying the anchors prior to it coming about as a, a way of, of of jumping that process. No, that equally could be Banbury. Wait, what was that deal? Because I remember we had a deal where we said if we do the tide of light, you're going to do X, Y, Z. What was that? I've forgotten. <laughs> so that was. Effectively, a, a reckoning where um, we, we, where the divine powers agreed to um, return their power uh, to 
to the land and to the earth and will bring about a, a an age of reason uh, and all of this uh, this magic stuff will will go away um so long as there was sort of stability until this point right so were we saying that at the tide of light that's when the time of reason comes into effect because no the, the, so the tide of light elevated the people that we were walk, uh, walking around with um, and who were involved in trying to bring about these big rituals they were just priests uh, at the time uh, and ritualists that were uh, very much sort of mortal albeit sort of they they seem to wield great power um, the tide of light had the effect of elevating a number of them um, into divinity and uh, apparently from what we can see here uh, to in transforming a number of others uh, into sort of anchors perhaps that the, the two were sort of connected in some way we, we don't know um so the the seven sisters the, the goddesses as, as we've known them um were these ritualists uh, they were elevated at that point into divine beings um and they really have managed and controlled the um, the order of the world uh, ever since uh, and uh, and that has been useful because it's meant that they've been able to keep the, the chaos uh, at bay that was besetting them at the time but also it, it's led to a, a long sort of period of, of stability so our deal was that whilst that was that has been great until this point then there will come a point where the the various sort of powers in the world feel as if they are becoming sort of so imbalanced that that will no longer be sufficient and actually we just wanted to sort of suck these big power sinks out of the world uh, and sort of divide it up everywhere else so they agreed that when that point came then there would be perhaps a council uh, or or some uh, sort of further agreement whereby um, they would uh, intervene to give up that power and create a new order that would go forward from there so we now have to request that audience basically that's the next stage is that we need to say yeah it's time you've had your thousands of years so we dictated at that point when it was going to be roughly um because we know that that is needed now because banbury um has taken on the form of the drake uh, and is running awash with power of with the power of fire um and if just left to his own devices will continue to consume power until it's it, it becomes impossible to to prevent so we knew that that needed to happen about now um i would anticipate that the um the antikythera device that we once encountered up in the northern parts uh, which was counting down to something is probably counting down to that i think we probably need to get there and be in place for when it hits zero because it's probably starting to do stuff about now yeah that was the next like so you think we need to head back to arashar and i'm pretty sure that's where the antikythera was yeah 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 i I think that we we certainly need to be there at some point i mean at the point at which it it hits zero and perhaps the inquisition can sort of help us with monitoring that and communicating it to us I think that this dragon here is either, best case, Bambri just eating sources of power to get fat. Um, Worst case is he knows about the compact in some way um, and is doing this as a way of actually reforging the world so that that reckoning never even takes place. Mm, He was there when we saw the Antikythera. Yeah, does that suggest perhaps that 
I remember, though it be many a year ago, uh, there were seven different power locations, so could it be that we have potentially seven drakes of power that he could consume, and this is one of them, and he doesn't know the locations of the others? Is that not unreasonable to suggest? Um, that, that, would, that, that would be plausible, wouldn't it? Yeah. Rombaz says five. There are five. Shut up, Rombaz. This doesn't concern <laughs> you. And I kick her down the well. <laughs> You're We're at already the down the well. The well. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no further down the well. Rombaz, do you know the location of these drakes? I know the location of the drakes, but I do not know what the topside names are. Okay. In the kingdom Ulkosgorod, beneath the plain, there was one of them there. There is another far to the east, one to the north, in the north side of the western mountains, and a second far to the northeast. But to be honest, it could be anywhere because we don't know compasses. When she's roughly explaining where they are, sort of compass-wise, do they yeah. roughly sort of correspond to the locations of the other rituals? So what I'm interested in yes, is... absolutely. Which are the two rituals that, that they don't correspond with? There must be something else going on on those two. Yeah, one of them is Kalino's ritual on the north coast. Okay. That was a somewhat different situation. Um, I'm just going to... I've got something about prevent the royal something spell? Yes, exactly. That was to prevent the royal from destroying the spell. Oh, wow, really? The royal swallowing the spell? Is that what I've got down? Yeah, the royal's cool. I don't know what that means. Ah, oh, Adam, well, let me tell you that the royal is a big, swirling, crazy mass of water that we three pirates have been through. And it's not like the king, which I thought for a little and while. And it's not what you think. Like to watch till the end to find out more. <laughs> okay, so that that wasn't actually sort of bringing about the tide of light. That was just facilitating the other rituals that... It, it was part of the tide of light, hmm. but it wasn't. It wasn't like anchoring an anchor point. It wasn't an anchor point. Okay. Oh, I tell you what, it's in Kellek's journal. Oh, okay. Kellek knew where other land wielders were going. We don't read the journal. <laughs> uh, we respect the man's privacy. He's a legend. <laughs> we're not going to read that. It would do him an injustice. Can, can I make a guess? Yeah. Can I guess that it's if it was Maya's ritual in the East Mountains? Yes, you're correct. So would that be Arishar? No, um, what's it called? Malahim. It wouldn't be Malahim. It's not Malahim. Oh, Malahim. It, was, it was not Malahim because you were in the Singer's Hall of Malahim. There was a hole. Hmm. And there was a hole exactly like oh, this. Oh, yeah. Was Malahim one of them? Yes. Yeah. What were they? It's the centre of the Sky Singer art. We missed looking down that big hole and finding a dragon in it. Yeah, that's why the hole was full of kobolds. But we don't know by the journal if it was part of the Tide of Light or part of the Keep Something Else at Bay, i.e. the curse. That was part of the Tide of Light. Yeah, I think we did know as well. The five dragons were created as part of the Tide of Light, and that was actually Nazuk who was the land wielder there. This is it. I was going to say, you've got the land wielders... But was there, is there a, a Drake equivalent? I guess I'm sort of asking to Percy theorising. Mm -hmm. Is there a Drake equivalent for 
the powers of ice and fire, for example. So when per so Bambi took the music, the magic, and he became fire. Is there a fire Drake? There's a a sky singer Drake. There's a land wielder Drake. I I suppose could I turn into a Drake with sky singing? Well, the sky singers became goddesses. So dumb. Okay, so they became goddesses, but the land wielder became a Drake. The mm -hmm. fire guy that we knew became a Drake. I think the fire guy that we knew that became a drake did so because he stole the power from that site. Does that mean it was a fire drakey power, i.e. the earth wielder Kellic became a, a drake? What other elemental... Was it just the earth wielders that became drakes? I think he's a proper sized dragon, not like a wee little drake. Yes. Yeah, I, th I think we're, we're right. surmising that the, the earth wielders became drakes because there's five of them and so there's five drakes. Right, it was just an earth wielder thing, but then we yeah. got the drake... Yeah, this body is hugely bigger than the Drake. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, it's vast. Like your ass. Hey, Enigma, um, <laughs> after you've just said that, <laughs> from your rangering skills and your ability to size up animals... Yes, it's big. From these claws in the wall, does that look like a beast the same size as this one or a smaller Banbury one? Has Banbury grown if it was Banbury, etc.? I thought we'd assumed... I thought we'd already established that it's Bambi, Bambri claws. You had established it was Bambri. I may have, yes, but the size of the claws... They were a little bigger. You would think that that is still Bambri, but, may, He's but not cut maybe his nails. a little bigger. I think I was trying to compare the size of Bambri to the size of Kellex dragon, basically. Yeah. He's smaller. Yeah, no, Kellex dragon was hugely, hugely bigger. Oh, okay, okay, okay five, ten times the size. Also, you've been exploring around. You, there isn't enough light for your light to cover all of it. It's not such a problem Shit, for you because yeah. you can see through shadow. Oh, actually, let me do that now and let me just see how big and if there's anything that we've missed. It's flipping huge. It's the size of 20 sofas. But is there anything we've missed if I look in Matrix slash Shadow Vision? Vision. I don't know. Give me the same realities, I guess. Ah, oh, for crying out loud. A nine. Okay, so you get a question. Oh, for crying out loud. One question on a nine. Yes. So close to a ten. I think the what here is not what it appears to be might give us new information. Did you do that one, Percy, a minute ago? Um, so I did what happened here recently, what here is not what it appears to be, and what here is useful or valuable to me. Who's in control might be an interesting one. Yeah, okay, we'll go with who's... It was either that or what's about to happen. So here's in control here. I don't know if that... Yeah, okay, we'll use okay, that Okay, cool. So you start reaching out through the harmony of the world and you can feel the solidity of rock and the solidity of stone and the land. It's like a density, like this has been compressed and held. You can feel all through it the echoes of Kellek's power. And yet on the edge of that... As the power dissipates, you can feel something vast shifting through the harmony of the world. Do I get an Amberforax sense out of interest? Like from You absolutely do. Like, I'm deliberately using the same description that we had last time. So say that again one last time. So it's like a shark moving through the harmony of the world deep beneath. Fucking hell, that dude is so fucking strong. <laughs> but it feels tentative. Testing. Like if you're going to, wondering if you can touch the electric fence. Yeah, he's like, he's... But now the thing that held it back is gone. Oh, shit, okay. Chaos magic. Um, 
yeah, I'll obviously sort of relay my senses to Percy because that's something we all need to be aware of. Okay. Um, but also, I did have a quick thought. What I might do is I'm just going to walk... <laughs> Remember what happened last time you dicked with this guy? Yeah, but this isn't really dicking <laughs> with that guy. just say 500 more years in hell. <laughs> yeah, that dude is... Yeah, he is... I, he's such a cool baddie. He really is. Um, I'm actually just going to mooch on over to the what remains of the body of Kellek. And yep. as I'm going to sort of stand upon the... the I'm going to climb my way up to the... Rambo says, you do realise you're walking on the body of our god. Ah, perfect. So I'm already on the body. So I'm going <laughs> to spin my body around, spin my arm around, and, and in into the air comes my guitar, glistening. There's a yeah. burst of green light, blinding, if you will. And everyone shies away. What's this new demon magic? <laughs> and I'm going to play the ballad of Alana Sarista. I want to know how he died. Oh, this is a good use of the power. I suddenly thought, holy shit, this is a great use. Yeah, go for so, it. Uh, roll the song. Uh, final arrears. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Mother trucker! Tristan, poo, again, like his new thing is to hover above the ground like a demigod. You see the shape of Kelek, of Ramon Kelek, this huge dragon. Sorry, Rama Kelek. Huge dragon. Just sleeping, curled like any animal in deep sleep breath incredibly slow and you see near its head there are a couple of dwarven priests in deep meditation the whole space is dark you can see it because you can perceive through shadow damn right you then see a single point of light like an ember falling and it just comes down like a missile and strikes the sleeping dragon the drake comes down in a storm of fire and claws Fuck me. and just immediately tears into the sleeping body. And you see Ramnakelek starting to awaken and stir, but a thousand years of sleep weigh down those muscles and it's just not fast enough. Although it strikes back with these vast claws, they don't have the speed and the flexibility they need. And he's just torn to pieces by the fury and fire of the drake. And then you see the drake tearing at its ribcage to consume his heart. And as it does, you see the whole chamber start to shake and a rumbling thunder of seismic change. And then after a long moment, a blue light starts to surround the drake and you see it shimmer and you see it grow slightly and then it slowly makes its way back over to the pit and then reascends on a pillar of blue light. I'm going to suggest now that with my new sky singing arc that when I roll successfully everyone in the area gets to experience and see the vision i'll still take the downsides but i i think it's fair now that i can draw with the music i can kind of 
I think on a full success, really, because mechanically, all that does is it means that you don't have to explain it. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, so at this point... It's like projected in front of you. Yeah, so I think I'm going to, as kind of... And I imagine it's kind of like, yeah, you're, you're there and it's almost like a stadium show and then there's the lights kind of fade and it all kind of comes to black and as everyone realizes what they've just sort of witnessed i'm going to walk over and just place an arm a hand uh, reassuringly on the um grombasma grads whatever her name is <laughs> shoulder <laughs> and just say i'm you know i'm i'm sorry you had to see that sort of thing and just give her a bit of comfort because that's <laughs> fucking brutal. you showed it me <laughs> I'm like, oh, now I feel a bit bad for showing her that, actually. I'm like, oh, I did. Sorry about that. She says, it brings me no joy, but you have answered my question. This explains all. And this creature, this creature that came and did this, is an enemy of all our people. And Batmazgorod must devote ourselves to finding it and destroying it before it can do more harm as is our quest. And Tristan, somewhere deep beneath you in the harmony of the world, you feel a sudden change and the shark sensation, the great shadow and weight beneath, suddenly vanishes off to the east. The east? And a moment later, you feel the hall begin to shake. It's making you move. So what does um, Percy I'm actually, do? I'm, oh, I was just, just trying to it. read the description, but I accidentally clicked it. Have we gone on a loop? I may have been peeing, to be fair. What are the options again? Uh, they're literally on the, <laughs> the next below where it says nine. <laughs> oh, next to the number listen, nine. I never do recently? this. <laughs> What's about to happen? What should I be on the lookout here? What Hold on, I'm reading it. What have we here recently? He's really in control here. What here is not what it appears to be. Pants. <laughs>